Today is April the 14th. Why didn't Jesus have many followers? Let's find out together as we study John chapters 7 and 8. Now, as we read through the Bible in a year, Thursdays and Fridays, we dedicate to the Gospels. We've been reading through the Gospels, looking at passages that occur at the same time. Our approach in the Gospels is a little bit more historically based, chronologically based. Uh, we have just come off of a section that was unique to Luke, and we're entering into a section that is unique to John. One of the big differences between the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and the Gospel of John, is that the Gospel of John focuses on Jesus' activity in Jerusalem and Judea, whereas the synoptics focus on Jesus' activity in Galilee. Now in John chapter 6, we saw the story of how Jesus fed 5,000. After that, in Galilee, uh, a group of people wanted to take him, make him their king, so that he could be a puppet government in their fight against Rome. Jesus refused. And in John chapter 6, verse 66, at that point, many of disciples turned away and deserted him. Now, these were followers that Jesus had in Galilee. As you read through John chapters 7 and 8, you'll see what happens to Jesus' followers in Judea. In John chapter 7, uh, the, the opening of John chapter 7 tells how Jesus left Galilee to go to Judea for the festival of shelters, the festival of booths. Um, Jesus' brothers taunted him, come with us to Judea, and Jesus said no. But then after they left, he went down on his own, and he began to teach. He taught openly in the temple, but look at what happened. Verse 12, as Jesus was teaching, uh, John chapter 7, verse 12, there was a lot of grumbling about him among the crowd. Some argued, he's a good man. Others said, he's nothing but a fraud who deceives the people. This uh, confusion over Jesus continues. In verse 26, the people who lived in Jerusalem started to ask the, each other, isn't this the man that they're trying to kill? But here he is speaking in public and they say nothing to it. Could our leaders possibly believe that he's the Messiah? And then there's debate. How could he be the Messiah? We don't know where he came from. Or we know where he came from. You don't know where the Messiah comes from. Now this was common theology of the day. It's certainly not uh, 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 scriptural, but it's what they thought. And at the end, there was great confusion. Religious leaders sent um, policemen, soldiers, to take Jesus. They hear Jesus, and they walk away. 
when the, when the leaders say, why didn't you bring him? They said, nobody's ever talked like him before. <laughs> um, verses 40 and 41, when the crowds heard him say what he had said about being uh, the source of living water, they declared, surely this man is the prophet that we've been expecting. Others said, oh, he's the Messiah. Still others said, but he can't be. Will the Messiah come from Galilee? So there continues to be confusion. In chapter 8, verse 13, the Pharisees confront Jesus. They say, you're making those claims about yourself. Such a testimony is not valid. Jesus responds and says, the witnesses that bear witness to the validity of my claims are the works that I do. It is God himself authenticating my word. And as a result, in verses 56 to 59, Jesus says to the crowd, including the religious leaders, your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and he was glad. The people said, you aren't even 50 years old. How can you say that you have seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. And he used a word, he used a combination of words probably spoken in Hebrew that equate to the name of God, which they would never pronounce. Only the high priest would pronounce the name of God one time each year. At that point, they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. At that point, the entire crowd who started saying, Is this, isn't this the one that they want to kill? At the end of those chapters, they're the ones who want to kill Jesus. They're the ones picking up the stones. We started with the question, why didn't Jesus have many followers? And the answer is because he didn't want many followers. He drove away disciples in Galilee. Now in, in, in John chapter 6, now in John 7 and 8, he drives away followers in Judea because he doesn't want many followers. He believed that it was better to have a few who were really followers than to have many who kind of followed. That's what all of this is about. That's what's going on here. Jesus is reducing the number of people who follow him, but their commitment to him is solid. He knew that he would get farther with a few who really followed as opposed to many who were sort of followers. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Tomorrow, we'll ask the question, is following Jesus hard?